Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 76 of Speak On It. I am your host, Andy Ocean, as always, joined by the smoothest man on the planet, Losty Nix. How you living, baby? My brother, my brother, my brother. You already know when you hear this this wonderful, illustrious voice that it could only be one brother, the good brother, Los D. Mix. Um, hey, man, another week, another opportunity to, to, to be here in your presence, my brother. It's always a blessing when I get to, to, to holler and hang at you. So, you know, I'm living blessed, man. I'm doing good. Um, man, uh, been enjoying been enjoying a lot of sports. There's been a lot of, a lot, a lot of sports recently. Uh, a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, obviously I've been watching playoff, I mean, not playoff, preseason basketball, obviously the NFL, college football, been getting into what you see behind me if you're if you're watching the video, a little bit of playoff baseball, so uh, the, 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 the uh, divisional series uh, started, they started, I believe, what I believe was today, yesterday or today, mm-hmm. uh, so um, those have been kicked off and you know, been some really good games. As we speak right now, the Astros uh, uh, just hit a walk-off home run to take game one versus the Mariners. And then earlier today, um, well, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it okay. Later. How have you been, man? How have you been? Man, I am really tired. You and I were talking off, off air before the show. I had a very, very, very busy weekend. Still recovering because I'm a very, I'm a very old man. And my spirit and my body is letting me know that I'm not 25 anymore. So that's always, you know, enjoy your youth while you have it, D. And to anyone else, because once it's gone, it does not come back. Like it is gone. You're not old. I'm very old. Dog, I've been yawning all day. Okay, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay, so you're not going to sit here and tell me you're old, yo. You're not going to sit here. You you're not you're not old. You're tired. I, at this point in my life, it's the same thing. But you're right. I need to stop talking like that. I still have a little juice left in this body. I just need to preserve it and use it accordingly. Um, All right. So so here, here's my thing. I also need to stop doing a little bit of the same because I often say that I'm old and whatnot. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, man. But similar to what you were saying, let's stop saying that. You know, words have yeah. words have a few words have a little bit of power. You know, and we don't, we don't need we don't need that type of talk. That's all I'm saying, my brother. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're gonna speak life. I am not tired. I mean, I am not old. I am just tired. I need to get some sleep. You gonna be on your Kevin um, Gates out your side? Oh no, I we do not quote Kevin Gates in this house. That makes <laughs> sense. <Wow>. Nah, come on. <laughs> Come on, you've you know you've been seeing that one clip of him performing. <laughs> I've seen a lot of. I think a couple of weeks ago there was a tweet that went viral. It was like, "What's your what's Kevin Gates' best lie or what's Kevin Gates' best story?" And it was just a thread of Kevin Gates clips. Oh man! Oh, you're talking about how he, he told he told the story about how he could jumpstart a car with his bare hands. <laughs> I can't believe they let him slide. Like I can't believe. Charlemagne and them let that slide. I don't know. Wait a never, minute. Come on, man. You 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 ain't ever jump started a car with your bare hands. Nope. I, I I haven't reached that level yet. Maybe maybe one day. Maybe one day I will. <clears throat> uh, 
so tonight, let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. It's a jam-packed show. We're going to recap NFL Week 5, which is in the books after last night. Uh, we're going to talk about Matt Rule getting the, the can, Draymond's fisticuffs. We're going to talk about college football, what happened this past week, what we're looking forward to. And this week, we're going to talk about um, Ron Rivera throwing Carson under the bus, which is just hilarious. Uh, Devontae throwing photographers to the ground after losing to the Chiefs yeah, on Monday did. night. We're going we're gonna to talk about our fantasy leagues. You're going to talk about your Packers. I'm going to talk about the Eagles. It's going to be okay. I know you guys all should listen. It's okay. A lot of football left. Well, let's get cracking in the, with NFL Week 5 recap. What's up, everybody in the chat? Thank you for stopping by. Gator, Jay. Good, Gator. I think Gator's already taken his lumps from this week. and He says, I'm here for the shit talking. I'm here so I don't get fined. I am a loser this week because you and gator faced off right for we we did we did play this week uh yeah. or this past week our one our first of two divisional matchups and i did i did in fact remain undefeated versus you did, gator yeah. but we'll um, we'll we'll get to that a little later we will we'll get to it because we we got we got a lot to talk about in fantasy this week but but week five is over. Didn't disappoint. We saw an absolute defensive clunker, a stinker, the worst nationally televised game on the ever. I'm glad I don't have Amazon Prime that I did not watch uh, the Denver game with you guys. Uh, there was a, a giant collapse due to over in London between Green Bay and New York. Um, Steelers and Pittsburgh winning the game. Pittsburgh was steamrolled. Eagles remained perfect. Talk to me. Uh, the Ravens finally held on to a double-digit win. They did not lose. And now we have zero winless teams. The Texans beat the Jags. Um, and, of course, what's the NFL if that's a little rule controversy? We had some roughing the passer calls that changed the outcomes of a few games. So, D, with all that being said, what are your, your top three biggest takeaways from NFL Week 5? Whew, man, NFL uh, Week 5, definitely, definitely a, a great one. I think uh, – First, first takeaway, roughing the passer. Oh man. Oh man. Yo, they on they on they on the timeline saying our beautiful game is cooked. They're saying it is <laughs> cooked. That this product out here is cooked. Listen, this is one of the ramifications and the specifications and whatever other specifications that you can throw out that are applicable here that comes as a result of the Tua Tagovailoa uh, injury that we saw, what I believe was last Thursday. Um, or the Thursday uh, two weeks. Yeah, two, two yeah, Thursdays it's been, ago. It's been two weeks. Um, yeah. And even now, the, the you can see the Dolphins are going to take a very, very, very precautious take. You saw how uh, the Dolphins are handling Teddy Bridgewater and that injury. I mean, you can see it across. Like, you can see it literally since – since that since that to a play it was on amazon's uh it was on amazon's network prime time only only football game on coming off of a game we probably shouldn't have been playing in i mean yeah. this is a result of what 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 happens and honestly it's it's you guys got to expect more because we danny and I, you know me and you talked about it the league i think they are expecting a, a lawsuit at hand I feel like oh, one man. of these days, uh, especially if, because what I feel like might happen is 
well, what, what the NFL is kind of weighing is if Tua begins to play again, then I think they may be able to kind of, especially if the, if the Dolphins, if he comes back and the Dolphins go back to winning, I think they find a way to, you know, while they're updating these concussion protocols to just use that stream to just wash this bad publicity away. But if, and what I feel like might happen is Tua might get enough medical opinions that tell him he should never play again, and he takes it. And he uses that to start a lawsuit. And yep. brother, I'm gonna tell you right now, the NFL would rather, like Jamie in the comments say, they'd rather play flag football before they deal with another one of a lawsuit, which they think they might be coming from Tua Tagovailoa. So that's a, that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two. I'm with Tom Brady. There's a lot of bad football being played, and I think we are maybe like two or three weeks away from. Offense is really starting to click. We're going to get some bye weeks. Some teams are starting to figure it out. I think once you see a few teams come back from bye and look like new teams, I think that's going to start inspiring some teams. So I definitely think there's a lot of bad football being played. Obviously, I think this is a result of a lot of good players not playing in the preseason using this first couple weeks as preseason. Takeaway number three, my last takeaway. I think there needs to be an APB out in Denver, Colorado, because there is Uh-oh. a bank robber behind center. <laughs> a straight bank robber behind center. Yo, this is what I'm saying. I've watched, I've been watching the Seahawks games and I've been watching the Broncos games. Geno Smith out there putting up numbers. And this is the same offense that Russ told me was cooked. So is is it let Russ cook or is Russ cooked? That's a great question. Uh, I want to go. I'll go to Matthew points, but back to your rough in the passer call. Let me tell you something. If I'm a defensive player and I know I'm going to get a rough in the passer on Tom Brady, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to get my lick in. Like if you're going to call it anyway, well, guess what, dog? If I'm 300 plus pounds, I'm driving that right through Tom Brady's chest and he's going to pay for it. Um. My three points, the first one, and I hate to say this because of what's about to happen on Sunday. Yo, the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL. They, tell like, they have – yo, that defense. Yeah, we, we, we tried to tell them – we tried to tell the Cowboys fans that that defense was fraudulent last year, and Dan Quinn said, no, sir, I don't need to be a head coach. My man up here might get canned soon. I'll stay. Turn I'll this stay. joke into a defensive crazy. Dog. This the, is like, like – would you agree that this may be like – not the Legion of Boom, but the Legion of Doom in Dallas. I don't know. They ain't they ain't won enough big games yet to go that far. I, I will say I thought Trayvon Diggs they, they took the Super Bowl champs out to the woodworks. Think about the team that Amen, they play. They're really, really good teams, and they've been able to shut them down. And because their defense is so good, they've given the offense enough chances to go out there and put up points. That's the reason why Cooper Cup gives enough opportunity. Hey man, let me, I don't want to take your point. Go ahead. I thought Trayvon Diggs was a fraud. I apologize. He is not a fraud until my, until he, Sunday. He heard us. He heard us talking. He heard us talking. Saying he oh, well, AJ Brown got the remedy. AJ remedy. AJ Brown got the remedy for that boy. But we're gonna talk nah, about that he, later. I feel like he'll be on uh, Devontae. Go ahead. Yeah, he got he got something for him too. Point number two. I think the Bucks are in trouble, man. Like this, like this is week five, dog. Huh? That would be your point number three. Mm, the point one was. The Cowboys point two. Oh, no, no, I just wanted right. to piggyback off the rough and the passer. I keep no, you're right. Go ahead. Bucks are in trouble. In my last and final point. Wait, know, wait. Why do you say the Bucks are in trouble? Why do you say the Bucks are in trouble? 
I don't know, man. I just don't have a good feeling. Like they have struggled so much. It's not like we've had flashes of like offensive, like, okay, this is what this offense could look like. It has been just a straight struggle. Like if if the Broncos weren't as bad as they were offensively, like we'd be talking about the Bucks. Like that's how bad they've been offensively all year. Well, like okay, so and I don't even really want to shoot him some bail, but I, I may try to. So at the same time, yes. But they haven't had all their horses in the game at the same time. And I think that's, that's true. a lot. Of it. And I think when you think about some of the offensive line uh, injuries and, and retirements and or retirements and whatnot or moves, it's hard for them to gain consistency. Um, I don't know. I think with the Bucks, give them a little bit of time. Let them continue to, you know, get Chris Godwin back. They still got Julio Jones. We know about Mike Evans. They got to get this run game going with Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. They got to get it going a little bit better because I think it helps because, you know, with Tom being able to release the ball very fast, it's good, but you need to play action to be able to really, um, yeah. you know, break some defenses open. Um, give give the Bucks some time. Um, I mean, well, luckily they play in the NFC South, so who cares? They have, they have all season. Point number three. Justin Tucker deserves quarterback money. Like he is the ultimate weapon in all of football. Like just knowing if I'm Lamar Jackson, I just got to get to my 40 and it's a, it's a guaranteed three. Like there's got to be a lot of comfort in knowing that if the game's on the line, I just got to get to the 40. Like most teams, you got to get to the 30, the 25. It's like, nah, Justin's like, you give me to the 40, I'll send you on home, which is amazing. Especially if you kick off and you start at the 25, like, you know, that's not a lot. What would you say to those who say that Justin Tucker is making QB money, but for kickers? No, 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 no. When I say QB money, I mean pay that man QB money. No. Like it would take it would take First multiple. Off, we can't say that because this is a team that doesn't want to pay the quarterback. So we're not going to true. pay QB. So what I'm saying is if you think look at what the Ravens are paying Tucker now, they are paying him the QB money for a kicker because he is easily the highest paid kicker. And Absolutely. I, don't, I don't I don't even know if it's that much close. Let Most me ask you a question. Like, get his type of money, yo, unless we go and you never will because you can't kick from the 40 consistently. Let me ask you a question. Someone calls the Ravens right now and says, we'll give you a first round pick for Justin Tucker. Would you take that deal? Exactly. Like the fact that we have to think about it, I would not. Well, first off, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would take it because what what GM calls and offers a first round pick for a kicker, the you sense. might. First off, I don't want to talk to them, and I really would. I really want to go to Roger Goodell and ask him to be drug tested. To be honest, uh, I'm just saying, like if someone Kyle called, kind of said, Kyle kind of the same thing. I'd say that they don't really want to pay their QB money to their actual QB. We can't expect it from a kicker, man. Um, I'm going to take a moment, take a pause here. Gator uh, DM'd us the Bears uniforms this week. Before we jump into Matt Rule, yo, look at your DMs, D, and tell me what you think about these these Bears uniforms that they playing on Thursday night against the Commanders. Yo, who's scheduled? Like, who's like, yo, the people want to see the Bears and the Commanders 
Uh, <laughs> yo, those are the ugliest shits ever. Like, it's the orange helmet. Like, if they had the blue helmet, like, that would be fire. But that's too much orange, man. Now, you know what? Nah. Go ahead. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I like the jersey. I like the helmet no, and the jersey, like but not together. I kind of like it, Gator James. I kind of like it. Not together. Uh, we're just an NFC South talking about the Bucks. I think they're in trouble. Let's go to their, I guess, their conference. I don't want to call them a rival because they've never been a rival to the Buccaneers. But uh, Monday, it was announced that um, after losing to the Niners, that Matt Rule was, was fired. Uh, he's been in Carolina. After three seasons in Carolina, uh, Carolina has lost 11 of their past 12 games. And now Steve Wilkes, yes, if that name sounds familiar, he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals before they gave that job to Cliff Kingsbury. Um, he'll be serving as the interim head coach. Is that the fire alarm at your place? Is everything okay? Oh, it's going now. Ooh, I, was, I was about to say, I don't know if the show's Yo, ever been in. Going yeah, now? I was about to say, is the good night, everyone. There's a, no. we're good. So, so back to Matt Rule. Like, do you think the QB struggles that the Panthers had led to his downfall? And do you think his firing was justified? Okay. I will start by saying this. Matt Rule was dealt an unfortunate hand with some of the QBs he had to play. But it's not like that was a favorable hand to begin with because I don't know if he... Don't, I don't want to say can't coach in the NFL, but maybe his style is more suited for college. Mm -hmm. Right? That's You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? His yeah, I got you. I got you. Football, maybe more suited for college football. So, yes, I think the QB struggles definitely led to my man getting fired. Yo, did, did you even hear any, any players come out and say anything about you? Never mind. I haven't heard anything. Do I think it's justifiable on the Panthers organization? Sure, Panthers, go ahead and use another Panther. I mean, another head coach's escape club. But when are we going to look in the mirror and really talk about the ownership? When are we going to look in the mirror and talk about the the number of talented players that has come to this franchise and this organization and really seeing the prime of their careers wasted? Most notably, Cam Newton. You guys didn't really want to surround him with the weapons that he needed, and then you kind of ran him into the ground, and then when he and he still took you to a Super Bowl, still took you to the Super Bowl, and y'all still gave him hell because he didn't want to dive on a uh, dive on a ball. Oh yeah, for he what? Go for that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But we really got to start talking about these Carolina Panthers and start and start really wondering, yeah, what is going on, and how can we get this franchise and organization? And in a direction where they're con contending for championships again, man. You guys got Christian McCaffrey, you got DJ Moore. Why don't you have a quarterback that can deliver them the football accurately, yo? You see how the Browns went out and got a, a backup QB and a starting QB, albeit, that can deliver the ball accurately after they saw what Baker Mayfield does? And I'm confused on what the hell the damn Panthers saw in Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald to think they could change how they QB in this league. Spooky. Enjoy the basement, Carolina Panthers, except for you, Christian McCaffrey, and except for you, DJ Moore, and a few other fine good players in the Carolina Panthers. You guys are going to continue to, to do well, but front office, y'all got to do better, yo. 
So for me, I feel like Rule was fired. Like you said, he couldn't get the quarterback position right, and he has terrible draft luck. So I went past the past three drafts that he participated in, 2020, uh, Burrow goes one, and then Tewitt and Herbert go two pick. Like it's uh, Tua, Herbert, and then the Panthers pick. So they miss out on those two by a pick. 2021, they pass on Justin Fields and they pass on Mac Jones. They probably should have taken one of the two. Matt Rule would still have a job because it'd be year two of a rookie quarterback. Usually if you draft a quarterback, you get three to four years automatic if you're a coach, unless you're just terrible. And then last year, the quarterback class was terrible, so they went offensive tackle at six overall. The first quarterback taken was Kenny Pickett at 20. So his draft luck has been absolutely putrid the past three years 2020 was the year right if herbert had fallen to carolina instead of the chargers like that could be the difference between you know staley being we, know that, right now. we don't that, 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 that's a what if justin herbert got put in a situation yo where they were like yo this kid can play let's utilize his talents the best of our abilities but this guy i think the chargers knew when they brought in was it brandon staley yeah. What type of team they, they, they have. They're another story, but go ahead. Uh, I think Cal makes some, some good points in the chat. Cal says, I think players saw the massive contract the Panthers gave rule, but also saw how they treated Cam Newton by cutting him late in the free agency season. That is correct. Then he also says, it's tough to have a winning culture when players feel like they aren't being treated properly. I'm curious to see what Steve Wilkes is able to do as an interim head coach. That is a great point. And to Gator Jay's point, uh, Gator Jay said, can we give the players the guaranteed money the owners give coaches? Carolina is paying Matt Rule $40 million to not coach. No, 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 Gator Jay. They're paying him $42 million to not coach. That is the ultimate finesse. That is what I aspire for. I aspire to get something mm-hmm. off potential, be terrible at that job, and get paid to go away. That is the American dream. So can't wait to see Matt Rule in what in Alabama or Ole Miss or University of Georgia. Oh no, he's going to Arizona State. How you think he's gonna be head coach? Yeah, he I mean, college coaches don't care if you can't coach in the NFL. The last time we saw Matt Rule in college, he made Baylor relevant after all that stuff Baylor had went through. He's gonna get a head coaching job. Like He's going to be he's going to be in the Big Ten. He's going to be in the Pac-12. Like Arizona State is like perfect. There are no expectations, just like there were at Baylor when he started. He can come in, get him to a bowl game, get him to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. He'll get a statue out front. It's nasty business. It was you who called, you called this maybe like a week or two ago, right? You were kind of saying, "Yo, Matt Rule, his time may be up." He might be yeah, on his way you, to the pack. Like, dog, you can't lose 11 out of 12 games or 12 out of th- whatever that number. You can't lose that. You can't lose a season's worth of games almost over the course of a, like a year, a calendar year, dog. Like, you got to go. Especially when you see a team like the Texans with Davis Mills come out here and win some games. It's like, yo, you can't, you can't win more games than them recently. Exactly. Like, you, like, Baker can't win me more games than Davis Mills. 
Who made that decision? Man, I you believe did? Matt Rule had a very heavy hand in handpicking some of the talent they were bringing in and out the doors. Where it's hell yeah, he did. Or head coaching. So somewhere along the line, that 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 owner was like, "Yo, you really thought this Baker Mayfield Sam Donald QB competition was the way to go?" Now I will say, when you look at the other free agent quarterbacks, it probably wasn't a lot of better options. But still, but still, like got to go because of that. Yep, and it's not going to be the owner. Like, shout out to, again, like, the owner, you, you signed Matt Rule's contract for seven years, and you still owe him $42 million. $42 uh, million. Speaking of the Panthers, Jamie asks, what do we think about P.J. Walker? P.J., throw the ball to D.J. Moore. Very easy. P.J. Walker is the backup in Baltimore, correct? No, he's the backup in Carolina. He's expected to start this week. Oh, okay. My bad. I don't know why. I'm, yeah, they. I got you. Yep. Yeah. Question to for DJ. you and for the folks out here who are listening with, with any interest. If PJ Walker starts, do you consider starting DJ Moore at flex or wide receiver? Hell yeah. It can't get any worse for DJ Moore. Like, he's already at his floor. Like, what, what do you got DJ to do? DJ Moore or Jerry Judy? Oh, so who do the who do the Broncos play this week? Broncos play the Chargers. Okay. Um, on Monday night, Panthers play the. Um, Let's see. I, I I do not I forgot who the Panthers play. Let it be the Saints. Oh, they play the Chargers. I mean, they play the Rams. Oof. Yeah, that's what they play. They play the Rams. Oof. Oof, that's tough. I mean, who would I? He was off of a big beatdown loss, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd probably start Judy. I'd probably start Judy. So, like, Russ uh, can't be this bad forever, can he? Gator J says 100% start DJ Moore with Walker. Kyle says Panthers passing game has the lowest goal line grade of any team in the week six matchups. Um, Kyle said, I'm he's trying to sit DJ Moore anywhere he can. Jamie says, it's, This is not the first game he'd want to see it first. Uh, he'd rather have him score points on his bench than put up zero in his lineup. Yo, I know we're going to talk about fantasy later, but want to go, Jamie, that is an excellent point, and Danny, that is a point that I kind of learned in our redraft league this week with Gabe Davis. I sat there and was like, yo, this guy does not get a lot of volume, but when he goes mm -hmm. off, he goes off. Do I want him or Chris Godwin, someone I know is going uh, to get a lot of volume just regardless? So I started Chris Godwin. I'm not upset. Because, like, Justin Jefferson, obviously, he has to be started. He just, just don't even take him out. And no, then never. Chris Olave. Don't even take him out on the bye week. I might not. Uh, Chris Olave, he's close to being a must start too. And so, like, I'm looking at my flex, and I'm like, all right, it's it's weekly. It's either going to be Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, or Chris Godwin. Obviously, Keenan Allen's injured, so I went with. It came down to Godwin or Gabe Davis, and I went with Godwin. But, but Gabe Davis goes off my bench, and I'm sitting here basically with Jamie saying. Yo, I'd rather rather him score points on my bench than put up zero in my lineup, which I think he may have did a week prior before. 
All right, man. What's next? Holla at me. Let's speak on it. Uh, let's shift gears to to basketball. Uh, last week it was announced that the the Golden State Warriors were going to internally punish Draymond for for an incident involving Jordan Poole. Um, it was later revealed that the physical art there was a physical altercation between the two. Um, but Draymond's issued his apology. For those who don't know, um, we didn't know what had happened, and then someone leaked the video to TMZ, and we saw Draymond internally. Had to be internally. Yeah, and the video was pretty. I don't want to say it's graphic, but Draymond rolled up on Jordan and stole, like, punched him in the face and knocked him out. Like he, I'm glad Draymond caught him. Okay, okay. So let me let me let me paint a different picture. Okay. From from what I've seen, because we saw the same video, so let me paint my picture of it. I saw two two teammates arguing in practice and i saw some somebody must have said something and draymond approached jordan Poole, and you see everyone in the gym just kind of watching observing not really saying anything not trying to stop anybody none of that you see uh then you see Draymond and Jordan Poole kind of, you know, the, the the man size up. The, you know, the it's that moment of, I mean, what's good with you, yo? Like, what's you know, what's up? And Draymond got a little too close. Jordan Poole pushed him, and on Draymond's like inertia being pushed back, he came back with a hook, connected. But as he connected. He recognized that this man is on his way to an extension or or about to get a contract extension, a contract extension, by the way, that could be playing a part into this beef. Draymond later came out and denied it, but who knows? So as he sees his teammate falling, you can also see that he also catches him, too. Like, yo, I didn't want to do this, but I had to do this. You punk mf I don't know what you said. I'm not I'm talking right here for me. I don't know what was said. Like you said what you said, but I don't like that shit you said, but you my dog, so I'm a, I'm a whole I'm gonna gracefully knock you the hell down. Listen, I'm so, not an advocate. I am not an advocate for violence at all. But if that man cheap shot at me like that, he gonna see me after practice and I'm gonna beat his ass with a bat. I'm gonna break that man's knees. Okay, we're not going to do that. Let me paint a different scenario for you. What if you're practicing and you're in a teammate, maybe y'all just, it's an intense day of practice, mm-hmm. and he calls you a B, A, N, A, a B, A, A, and an N. Do that acronym out. For then, don't know. Keep now, going. I'm, you, I'm not going to say you it. Know, but... You don't know. So then after calling you a B, A, N, and he then he then invites you to the area of a man that you just should not invite a man to. Y'all just hyped up. So then you're like, hey yo, what's up with you? Like, what's now what's up with you, yo? Like, cause now you like you taking it past this game. Now you come from the manhood. Then he approaches you, and he all up in your face. So you try to get him off. Like, yo, what's up? And then on the push-off. He kind of kind of rocks you a little bit. Here's my thing on that: the the fact that no one else around them 
like intervene lets me know that this seems appears to happen all the time between those two that there's some sort of john one may walk to the other the one someone might push someone off and then that's it right like everyone was acting as like okay this is just jordan and draymond being jordan and draymond at that like you don't expect especially at that level you don't expect your teammate to just cold clock you like that like there was something behind that punch more than just you know him being called a ban if that's what we think like there was there was some real ill intent behind that punch like you don't like it's one thing if I'm at an LA fitness with a bunch of dudes okay, I don't so. know or kinda or kinda know. It's one thing to be on a team with someone for three or four years and then then punch me. Like if that was at an LA fitness or an outdoor, yeah, I'd get it. Like, yep, that makes sense. But someone that I know and I've built that relationship with, like I would never do that to you. What if it was so I read somewhere that it might have been because uh, Jordan Poole called Draymond Triple S for triple singles. As someone, see, so here's the thing about that. Draymond has built his brand off of his ability to talk shit into getting to people's heads. Like, you can't be walking around telling Paul Pierce that they don't love you like Kobe and go around cold clocking someone because they call you triple single. Like that, like that math don't math. You taking the, the mature route, and I want to sit here and be immature. Yeah, what if you just got to knock the hell out of somebody to teach them a lesson? <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, man, in today's world, here's what I'll say about that. Now, I do not condone violence, people. It's simply jokes. Yeah, we just here for jokes. I will say this, in all serious though, in the world we live in, if you punch somebody like that, like you better be prepared to get shot. <laughs> or sued <laughs> or shot like can you imagine you at the playground and do get cold clock like that he, he, he going to the trunk he going to the trunk we we here at the speak one podcast do not promote violence we going to the bag like oh word <laughs> We here at the Speak On It podcast, sponsored by the Go On For Two Network, would definitely not encourage violence. And instead, would encourage you to contact your lawyer to handle this and all legal matters. Well, for real, I'm like, okay, I'm eating a knuckle sandwich, bro. You about to eat some lead. We do not No, you know, you know, I'm right. Like, you know, if that happened outside of the walls, like, you better be ready to get shot. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Am I am I lying? Like <laughs> it, like am I lying? Ooh. Yo, I don't know what you're talking about. We here at this beat right. right. We are keep your hands by to yourself. And going for two, we do not promote violence. If 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 it's not worth getting shot over, keep your hands to yourself. Ooh, man. Assume my you will be shot. Hurt. Yo, that is funny. Where is that? <laughs> Yo, let, 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 let's jump and hit the and do the and do these quick hitters real quick. Um, oh, last man. night, Monday night, Chiefs Raiders. What were your thoughts? Raiders, you gotta finish them off, dog. I'm so confused. Okay, I get it. There's like a team. Like one team has to make adjustments too. Both teams yep. should be making adjustments. Raiders, I'm so confused how you guys were causing consistent pressure 
first quarter and a half of that game, and then all of a sudden, when the Kansas City Chiefs made some adjustments, you didn't make adjustments to their adjustments. Like you only, it just, it, just, it was like it just, it, it almost just seemed like when the Chiefs offense figured out a way to to kind of neutralize that pass for us a little bit in the second half and the back half of that second quarter, the Raiders then didn't make a check to then adjust to their adjustments and then maybe even out. Now, I would also say I think there were a lot of no calls in that game because the refs missed such an egregious call. Yes, they, yes, they did. And I think they started – they kind of got played into the crowd and started picking up a lot of calls on both teams and started letting some guys play. NFL, we – yo, we really have to look – we really have to look at this this rough in the passer penalty. I mean that was a that was points you took away from the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because yeah. they would have yeah. got that ball back, and they were deep in Raiders territory, so you could have at least said they were going to get at least three. So now you're talking about if it's not if it's not thirteen to seven, let's assume that they don't also get that extra three well that extra three points later in the game, I guess. Then you could be talking about seventeen to twenty going into half you see what i'm saying or 14 to yeah 20. it changes the whole dynamic of the game it changes the whole dynamic of the game um so hmm. for me no we've been getting some actually decent monday night football games the thursday night football yeah. games haven't been so good but thursday night football has always been garbage except thanksgiving like thursday night to me like i've started to check out unless it's the eagles game because all of them suck so i do i i, I wonder now if it's too late now because Amazon has its money. If that yeah. if that deal is not yearly, if it's multi-year, I mean, yo, I wonder if the Players Association tries to figure out a way to adjust. Uh, yo, yeah, you like can't Thursday, Thursday night football games. No, if you play Sunday, you should not play four days later. Like Thursday night football should be for two teams coming off of a bye week so you have a week and some change off and then after thursday you have a mini buy right so you have a mini buy after your thursday night game like i think that'll create a better product than what we're getting we're getting two teams playing on sunday and then they turn around and play on thursday like that's a terrible product have both teams play after their bye weeks so they can they have time to prepare and rest from a sunday game and then they get a mini buy after that thursday night game so everyone's getting enough rest so you have a quality product on the field except what we're getting now because what we get now is terrible. But that would – yeah, I guess that that would mean that Thursday night football games don't really start until bye weeks start, which I believe was – Which is this week. Which is this which week. I, this is week six. Yeah, yeah, which – so they would really start next week then. Yeah. No, this but is – Thursday is the start of week six. So week six would be the start of Thursday night football. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you're right. But I think that used to be a format before, but I just think they they weren't getting enough money because they needed somebody to buy the games. Yeah. And so that's when I started, I think they started doing it weekly and they had they had to infuse like some fun into it. So they were trying to do like the color rush and stuff yeah. like that. And they couldn't figure it out. And I think now that Amazon's bought it, they now they're facing the the harsh reality that the product they get is not good. It's terrible. Like you, you got to find a way to get people 
these players more than four days, three days rest before they turn around and play another game. Because that's why it's terrible. They're exhausted. Exactly. Um, I would I would offer the NFL the option of giving another 24 hours and consider Friday night football games. But then you're competing with high school football, which I don't yeah. think. I don't think a I don't lot think of people will, players want yeah, to do. Um, yeah. Can't do Saturday because it's essentially kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, third, you can, like I said, you can pull off Thursday night football. You just need to make sure that players are getting enough rest and preparation time before and after. So if they do it, you know, that would take, that would take Jeff Bezos being like, yo, we shouldn't, like, how do I say this? Like, if Jeff Bezos would probably have to be like, yo, I would much rather have better product later in the season and figure out a way to schedule it around bye weeks mm-hmm. than doing these things every week of the season because this is not healthy. And that's going to take work from the medical community within football, yeah. the Players Association, owners, Amazon, Roger Goodell. It's a lot. So many, Jeff, so many stakeholders that. Jeff doesn't care. Jeff is like, they're going to watch this game. They're going to complain about it on Twitter. See you next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Don't count on Bezos to do anything that's helpful to humans. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you're going to complain, but you're going to come back. What Stringer Bell say? It don't matter what kind of dope I sell them. If it's terrible dope, they buy twice as much. Same thing. Your yeah, boy, Devontae. Sp- say what? You need that Prime membership. I don't have it and I won't get it. Your boy Devontae last night leaving the field. He pushed a man after the game, a photographer, and now the guy has filed a police report with the Kansas City Police Department and they say they will investigate. I, I believe the reporter said he had to go to the hospital as well. D, is this is this a grab? What are your thoughts? What do you say you had to go to the hospital for? Because because I had a he thought didn't say, he didn't say I remember reading today it was like he went to the hospital to get checked out. Okay. First off, let me let me that. confirm that though. I saw that push. I want to know what do you think a doctor is about to tell you? He he pushed you down hard. Listen. He pushed you down hard. Okay. Anyway, Devonte. With that being said, I know you've already you've already said this. We can't. I know you frustrated. That was a frustrating game. Y'all were up 13. Really no reason y'all should have lost that game. I get it. You just gotta you gotta keep your head on swivel, Devontae. NFL probably gonna take a big bit of chunk change. I don't think they're gonna suspend you. Uh, okay. I think they're gonna require you to reach out to the reporter and really make amends, which you definitely should do. Um, and if you're, I don't know, in my opinion, if you're a reporter, yeah, you could sue, but hey, oh, dog, you run a better, you run a better, I think you'll be better off letting Devontae come to you as a man and y'all work out something from there. This, this is a grab. 
I appreciate it. Let me tell you something. Devontae pushed me, dog. I'm rolling up that joint in a full body cast. Like, oh. I told, every- I told one of my homies, it reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where the dude said he broke all his arms and all his legs. So he, had, yep. he was like hooked up with the face mask. Like, oh, yo, that's what this yep. is. You know, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with him, man. Get my, the, another part of really get your punk ass up, man. You got pushed down. Yeah. And this why the hell are you walking in front of a professional football player trying to mic him up after a loss? Dodo Bird, you kind of deserved it too. But I'm trying to cut you some grace because you should have been pushed down. But you know what? You know what? You know what's wild? Seven minutes ago, you, you made an announcement that we don't condone violence. And then right we, now, we you just condoned violence. No, because what happened with to, to Devontae, a dude walked in front of him and he tried to protect his personal space. That's not violence. He just saw him and pushed him down. Uh, you want to get into the latest AP Top 25? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, let's talk about it. <laughs> Georgia's back to number one. Bama is down to number three. Yeah. Get this. Tennessee is at six. UCLA is at 11. Texas is back in here. And JMU Shout out is JMU. at 25. Adolf. What are your thoughts, yo? I'm looking forward to Tennessee Bama. Like I, I, it's Tennessee Bama. Is that the CBS afternoon game or is that the? Yeah, C- CBS has exclusive rights to the best SEC games of the week. So, so like, like Saturday, I'm supposed to be at my parents' house for to help celebrate the anniversary. But dog, turn this Alabama Tennessee game on and leave me the hell alone. Y'all been married for a long time, but this happens once a year. This, I need to see this. Do you think Bama plays Bryce Young this week? You see, obviously, to anyone who watched, if you watched the Bama A&M game, you saw Alabama struggled because they didn't have Bryce Young in the game. And even yeah. with that, they essentially kind of out-athleted, out-schemed, and out-executed A&M. I will say the quarterback that they have is not bad. He just needs to learn the passing game a little bit more, I would say. But so it looks like... But no, I was saying it looks like uh Bryce Young, Nick Saban is hopeful that he will play. What do you think he held he hurt his shoulder? I didn't I wonder what type of injury he has. Yeah, didn't he like dislocate it? He dislocated it. Kyle, can you let us know the injury Bryce Young sustained two weeks ago? If you don't Research. mind. Research. How do you feel about uh UCLA at 11. Uh, I believe Oregon is right around there in like 12, 13. We all, we all know Southern Cal's in there. What's up? I really hope we get a scenario where UCLA and Oregon play against each other in a bowl game. No, they play. When do they play each other? Hold on. UCLA, yeah, they're in the Pac-12. They're going to play each other. Yeah. I hope we get in a situation where both UCLA and USC are undefeated. That would be that could, Yeah, I think USC is on another level. Like, I really wish, like, I know America got to see USC Stanford, like, week two. Like, I want to see more USC on, like, our time. Like, give them a 5 o'clock LA game so it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Because we don't get to, like, over here, we don't get to see a lot of USC. So I don't think people understand how good and how high-powered USC's offense is. So you, you're a believer in this Lincoln Riley 
No, I'm not a believer. I just know they're very entertaining. I know what Lincoln Riley does when the lights get bright. He tells him to turn them off. But until we get <laughs> until we get there, it would be uh, nice to see. That All right. Well, okay. Speaking of which, let's look ahead at some of the matchups that's coming up, right? So speaking yep. of Southern Cal, they play Utah this week in a top 20 showdown. Who do you, who do you like in that one? SC. You think so? Yeah. Oh, what is it in Utah? Or is there? Oh, before. So Bryce Young has a a strain to his AC joint. Oh man! Hey, shoot that boy up with some cortisone. This Tennessee, this is a top ten matchup. Get out of here! Shoot at, that boy. Look at, look at Drew Brees entered the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees has entered the building. Entered the chat. Hey, yo! By the way, Quinn Ewers just came back. Just came back last week. Drew Brees. I just want you to know that. Like, Quinn Ewers, just, like, just this past weekend, played his first game. So, oh, Drew. I don't know, I, I don't know how long ago that Texas-Bama game was, but I just want Drew Brees, if you're hearing this, I want you to know Quinn Ewers for his first game. Yo, Drew said, shoot that boy. <laughs> he said, Drew Brees, now nah, shoot, nah, shoot him up with some, some of them drugs and send him back out there. He'll be all right. I was like, hey, yo, like, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, said. <laughs> Oh man! Um, uh, and Gator J, he did look like a beast. Uh, okay, some other matchups from the for Week Seven in the College Football season this upcoming Saturday. So we talked about Bama, Tennessee. We talked about USC, Utah. Uh, we got Michigan and Penn State in a top ten showdown. I'll be honest with you, I like Penn State. Yeah, me too. Like Michigan has been looking kind of uh. Well, it's just not that I think uh, Penn State's at home. Uh, I believe, and I think uh, I, I think they're a little bit of the hungrier team. I think Michigan's going to really lean on try to run in the football first. So I think if uh, Penn State really focuses in on um, uh, what's the game this week? There's so many good games. What's the ABC game of the week? Um, I don't know. Actually, I think if Penn State focuses on shutting down the run, they have a good chance of beating Michigan, making one dimensional. Um, another one. Here's another one. Staying in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, TCU, and a top 13 showdown. Um, I actually like Oklahoma State this one, if I was a betting man. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State. Um, here's another one for us. NC State and Syracuse. Look at the ACC putting together <laughs> a top eight thought? showdown. Who would have thought? LSU in Florida, like Gator J said, at 7 p.m. this weekend, 7 p.m. Eastern time. All these times are Eastern time. Um, shout out to LSU. Shout out to Florida. Gator J, I guess you'll be rooting for the Gators. I don't know. That was a tough loss uh, this past weekend, so I don't even know what to say about LSU anymore. So, Gator J, hope you guys can pull that one off. Speed um, State in the SEC, Mississippi State in Kentucky in a top 25 showdown. Um Quarterback from Mississippi State, he's impressive. And the quarterback yeah. from Kentucky is impressive. So these are two, like, if you're looking for two potential top three quarterbacks taken or top four quarterbacks taken in this upcoming draft, Mississippi State and Kentucky is the game for you, by the way. Um, and before for and then, Clemson at Florida State is the ABC night game. Don't that was the next game I was going to mention. Uh, so that will probably be the game that Kirk and uh, – Kirk and um, Chris Fowler are calling because 
Fox has Michigan Penn State as their Big Ten uh, big Big Ten game because um, they have the exclusive rights to the best Big Ten game. That's why that's why we always get the noon Michigan Ohio State game. Like get that. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> so I know you mentioned this earlier. Ron Rivera, go ahead, take it away. Yeah, so the question was a reporter asked the question. If it, I'm paraphrasing, like, why are the other NFC East teams so far ahead compared to the Commanders? And Ron Rivera's answer was, was essentially was, well, it's quarterback. And, and <laughs> he said it's quarterback play. Yes, he was like he struggled oh, a little no, bit. No, yeah, that's dirty, Ron. Because Cooper, 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 Cooper Rush is in your division right now playing quarterback. Yes, he is saying that Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones are playing better than Carson right now, which there's some truth to that. So, D, like, can they come back from this? First off, Carson wins. 10, 11, 22 is the day. By 10, 11, 23, Carson wins. We might be inviting you as a full-time member of this of this podcast because you, sir, might have some free time on your hands. Because, I mean, this is two, three, no, this is three teams now in a span of five years. Three years. This will be Four, three, three teams years. in three years. Three teams in three years, Carson Wentz. We can't keep doing this, dog. At some point, we have to look in the mirror and say, sir, you are not meant to be an NFL starting quarterback, and that's okay. Here's my question to Ron. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. You, Ron, has access to HBO like the rest of us. You saw the Hard Knocks episode where they played the Jags and missed the balls. You heard Jim Ursay throw Carson under the bus, question his leadership, and you heard what happened in Philadelphia, and you still gave up draft capital to bring him to D.C. My brother in Christ, it is your fault. Yeah. This is on you. He gave up real draft capital, too. He was Like, like... he gave up real draft capital. He was like, yo, like, we really want this guy. And this is on you. Maybe, like Gator J said, Ron Rivera has Carson Wentz on his fantasy team because he is a top, a top 10 quarterback player right, right now. That's all he got going for him. Like, all he got going. Ron, this is on you, pimp. Like, you talking about your quarterback play. Let's talk about your coaching, my friend. Mm. It's trash. Barking you up. know what? Ron cannot get fired, right? Like, Ron can do whatever he wants because he cannot get fired right now because the Washington Commanders have so much foolishness going on around them. Can you imagine if they fired one of the only minority coaches in the NFL? Like, you got the sexual, you got the sexual assault, not the sexual, you got the like the cheerleading stuff going on, the the, um, sexual harassment case going on. Your stadium is a dump. Your team name is terrible. You wore the racial slurs for years. You know, there's so much. Like, Ron <laughs> Rivera is the only good thing going for that team, and he is terrible at his job, and he can't get fired. Yo, 
on another on a semi-related note, I was watching the game and they some and the announce one of the announcers like called them by their old old name. Oh and, no! And the other the other announcer to be like the commanders. The commanders, friend. <laughs> but the thing is, yo, those be some fire uniforms y'all be wearing though. I'll give y'all that. Oh, y'all got some good uniforms. Yeah. Shout out! I to miss the, the, the numbers on the side of the helmet like I used to have when you're on the football team, though. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish they would have stayed with Washington football team. Like it was so funny that it worked. Like it was so comical that it ended up working. Nah, we can't do that. We can't do that. Nah, can't. All right, let's talk about yeah, um. Yeah, let's talk about, about your the, boy Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre in Mississippi. Brett said he's being smeared by the media. Dog. It took you four weeks to come up with that. Like this story been hot for like five, six weeks. And now he's just coming out like, oh no, this is a smear campaign, dog. We we saw the messages. Like we we read everything. So what you're trying to tell me is that these text messages are fake and that you are being set up. Okay, well, Brett, I want you to know, Brett Favre, that I own a beachfront property in the state of Kansas, and I've been interested in selling it for a while. All I would need is a $400,000 advance up front to be able to show it to you so that you could buy it. Listen. Clearly, Brett Favre. That's what you're telling me. Oh, man. Listen, oh. man. Brett, Brett, you know, all Brett would have to do is call up his homies at the welfare office and say, hey, yo, float me 400 k that man, you're like we read the we read the text, Brett, yeah, from the did. same phone you probably sent them dick pics to that cheerleader at the Jets. Like we know who you are, Brett. You commit crimes over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you commit crimes with text. We know who you are. Oh man, here we go. Go ahead, give him the reminder, Danny. Don't do commit what? crimes with checks or text face to face. Do not take notes on criminal conspiracies. Jesse. Jesse. Okay, no one's talking to you, Hendrix. No <laughs> one's talking to you. Thank you. Oh, man. Don't commit crimes via checks or text. That should be written on a shirt. Yo, have you been catching any of these playoff baseball games? I'm going to start tonight. Like, I hate I hate regular season baseball, but playoff baseball is the is one of the best things in sports. You can just well, feel the say, energy. After, after you finish recording, you should take a look at this game that's been playing over my shoulder over here because this is actually the Cleveland Guardians versus the New York Yankees. So if you're interested in seeing a big-time hitter, Aaron Judge should be playing. Um, Gator J said in relation to my beachfront property in Kansas, he said if I would have said Arizona instead of Kansas, he would have thought uh, I was listening to country music on the way home. No, Gator J, I think I'll be uh, I'll be bumping this new Quavo and uh, Quavo and Takeoff album actually, which might be a link, a link into my album. Yo, it's it's been on. on my list to listen to. Like I, I've heard a few Ooh, bars oh. like. Takeoff is not as bad as I thought he was. Oh, my brother, you should have been. You should have heard his his solo project back in 2018. That's when I knew. I've been listening to Migos since like 2012, 2013. Like, I was like, nah, I haven't. Like, Takeoff's been nice. He's been the best rapper of the three. So he always been the, the best like, rapper of the three. What's the bar in the first single? It's like this is a 16 passenger. This is not a challenger. Like, what is that bar? 
I, I don't know, but I, I'm familiar with it. I got. Uh, I got to find it. I, let me see. All right. While you pull, while you pull that up, let me give a brief state on the Packers after Week Five. Kyle, who I believe may have may have, may have left a little bit earlier, probably did an even better job on his podcast. Green Bay Packers fans, we have a couple issues. And surprisingly, I do not think they're special teams. We have to find an offensive identity, and we need to find an offensive identity fast. What are we? Are we a running team? If we are, we should hand the ball off to Aaron Jones more and use that to filter in not only the play action, but A.J. Dillon. Are we a play action team that really feeds off the run? So we run it two out of three times, and that third time we really try to sell the play action to push the ball down the field. Okay, well, we, we, really, we really need to get in a better cadence of getting our, the ball in the hands of our playmakers, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs. We need Christian Watson to get healthy, man. Uh, I see Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb must be 23, 24 years old again the way he's playing. Defensively, what are we doing? You guys are supposed to be the anchor of this team. What are we doing out here? Daniel Jones carving us up like butter? Hot, like a hot knife and butter? Mm. Daniel Jones? Come on, big dogs. We better than that. You would, if you would have told me after last the last NFC Championship game that the special teams would probably be the best part of our team right now, I might have fought you, or I might have asked you to meet me outside so we can just box box for a couple minutes because you clearly are trying to insult me. Packers, let's get it together. Go ahead. Uh, go back to that that takeoff bar really quickly. Hop off a sixteen passenger. This is G. This is a G5. No, this is not a challenger. I don't know why that's fire. It just is. Um, let's talk about the last undefeated team in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles squeaked out a win in Arizona on Sunday due to clock mismanagement by Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, but that's their problem, not mine. They decided to have a backup kicker kick a 40-plus yard field goal. That's not my fault. A win is a win. Um, I've been very reserved about talking about the Eagles, like in regards to like being boastful and running my mouth and talking shit. But let me tell you this. If we beat Dallas on Sunday night, and I'm not talking about by three, like if we rip that defense to shreds and Trayvon is the man that I think he is or thought he was, I want to come on this show next week. And the first block is going to be me talking shit for a solid 15 minutes. Like, do Can not... Do an Eagles jersey, at least? I don't have an Eagles jersey. I have an Eagles shirt. But you know what? I just, want, I, have I just want everyone to look at this man's fandom. He don't own an Eagles jersey. I don't own Yo, any if jerseys. Win, if you win... If you win our... Either... If you win any fantasy football league, you at least got to get one Eagles jersey. See, here's the thing, though. I don't know which jersey to buy because there's not, like... Like I can get a Lane Johnson jersey, I can get a Kelsey jersey, I can get a Fletcher Cox jersey, but that's it. Because I don't know. Like we don't have that person who's like, "Yep, they're going to be there forever." Because I don't want to buy a jersey and then that person leaves. Right? You have an Aaron Rodgers jersey, huh? Matter if they leave, it's the jersey. Nah, to me that's that's a that's a waste of money. I do have a Donovan McNabb jersey. jersey. Like get a get like a warm is it Warren Moon or Warren or Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Get a Randall Cunningham jersey. 
I could do that. I could get a Kelly Green jersey. Show your loyalty to to the OG quarterbacks. Um, I think you guys are really good. I don't know if you guys are going to beat the the Cowboys. I don't know if you guys are playing on the road or if it's in Dallas. It's in Philly. Like we like it doesn't like a win would be great, but it has to be like I want to dominate. Like I want twenty eight to three. Like I don't want any questions. We'll see. Zero. Make Cooper Rush score twenty one. It's it's hard it's hard to win in this league, so we'll see. All right, we talk about fantasy. Is it time to get into our fantasy chat, my brother? Let's talk about fantasy. All right, and for the record, I do. Good. I said I do have a Donovan McNabb jersey, but it was when I was. You didn't know me when I was the size of Sherman Clump, but I used to be a very, very, very big man. Damn, Hendricks go ham on the toy. I know. Yo, can you relax? He is relaxing. <laughs> He's staring at me now. I may have offended him. You want to? You want? You want to start with Hendricks? Hendricks. All right. Nah. Chill. You got to chill. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> yo, Hendrickson. You got it, chill. Nah, relax, yo. Oh, relax. man. You want to start Hendrickson. with the Dynasty or our redraft league? Let's let's do Dynasty because I, I took I took an L in redraft and in, in Dynasty this week. Like Josh Allen was the only person who did anything worth talking about for me. Now I saw that. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll start with our I know. Gator said, Hendrick said, shut up, D. That's exactly what he said. We'll start in our redraft, I mean, our Dynasty League. Um, so, again, this week, uh, let, let me give my weekly recap. Uh, so, best team, it bended like Beckham. He scored 184.4 points. Worst team was Bam, who, who coincidentally is not here. So, Bam, when you're hearing this. You only scored 119.7 points. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure your stats are shown. Shout out some of our players of the week. We had Josh Allen. We had Lenny. Uh, We had Gabe Davis. We had Travis Kelsey. Um, If you guys guys had Travis Kelsey on any rosters, you're feeling Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, uh, uh, Bench warmers, eh, not really worth talking about. See, Lisa Fishing Manager. Uh, we had our guy uh, Dylan Friedman from Team D Friedman 10. He, um, Lisa Fishing Manager was one Danny Ocean. May have been the Twas me. Maybe the reason why you lost. Uh, lowest points in a win. Kyle, who's not here, but he won uh, by two versus Bam, uh, 121 to 119. Um, highest points in a loss, 168 to team D Friedman 10, who was also the most efficient manager. So he was the, the overachiever of the week, the most efficient manager of the week, and he also had the highest points in a loss. So in fantasy, you can do all you can and still lose. Um, Danny, who did you play last week? You played... Uh, I played Greg. Greg our, our mutual league mate, Greg, who is now on a three-game win streak? Who's now three and two? Um, he's also in my division, so my division got some dogs in it. In my division, another three and two team was Gator J. He was also he was actually three and one going into last week, um, looking to 
take firm command of the the division. Gator J lost this week. 176.9 to 144.4. Sorry I had to do it to you, Gator J. He's not sorry. Don't let him lie to you. It just be like that sometimes. So now, Danny, in our redraft league, I'm five and zero, and I have a two game lead over the second seed, which is bend it like Beckham Jr. Yeah, you're doing you're doing really good, in, in the dynasty league, like you you're cruising trying to, to that first round by. Try just trying to trying to. Um, all right, and then next week, Danny, uh, I play Rojo Truther who actually is leading or tied for the lead in the National GM Conference, which is the opposing, uh, my opposing division, which is your division. Which is my division, which I'm in last place. And you have a big week this week because you play Gator J. Let's go, Gator. So it is Danny versus Gator J, and I'm going to need some shit talking in the in the fantasy league chat when it's time. Um, we want to go over to our redraft league. Let's do it. Uh, so in our redraft league, Danny, it is interesting. Uh, so Very for those, for those who don't know me and Danny are in a 10 team PPR redraft league. Uh, we, me and Danny are both in the NFC. Um, and at the top of this division, it is a three-way tie at three and two between Danny, myself, and our other league mate, Zoe, at three and two. And get this, people. Zoe has beat Danny. Danny has beat me. I have beat Zoe. This division doesn't make any sense. It's not going to make any sense, and it's going to be a shit show probably. Mind you. No, our division is a lot better than they have and you talk oh, about yeah, that no, the chat. like we are head and shoulders better than them this year. Funny because nah, I don't want to say you notice no, how nobody no one wants to acknowledge that now. Remember last year when I was just like, yo, that that trade really shook our, our division to its core. Yeah, we gave them way too many good players. And now look at them. Three teams the two in the previous NFC champions have... are from that team, are from that division, and yeah. they are two and three. Three teams in the NFC have winning records. Only one team in the AFC has a winning record. That was the best team probably in the league. Hey, oh, yeah. He has the best team in the league by mile, but still. But he has no depth. I'm telling you. This guy, no, for, for example, people, uh, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about from this, from this dynasty league, I mean, this redraft league. This team who is the best team in the league, he has – Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, James Robinson, Michael Pittman, Mike, Mark Andrews, Devonta Smith. He also has Amon Ross St. Brown and Damian Pierce. He has Ninjoku, Antonio Gibson. Um, so I say all that to say, you obviously see he has some heavy hitters up top. But he has no depth. And I'm just saying, once we get into the bye weeks, his, his team's going to be in some question. And I like how no one's trading with him yet. Wait till the bye week start, and he's going to have to start sending some people. And I think that's where we're going to see some 
He's got to balance out. He's not going to outscore everyone. Yeah, that level. he's the highest, highest score in the league by a mile, but that's going to come down. So we're going to catch up to him. So I was looking at this, and this might be the last thing I, I sh- uh, we can say about uh, this. So you know how I make the commissioners, uh, the commissioners' notes every week. Yep. Uh, um, so I want to actually want to see if I can show you the scoring. So let me. I'm going to share my screen. Maybe can you see it? Yep. Hold on. Screen. There it is. All right. See this? Let me make my screen big. Look at this. Average points per game. So this is. So this is right here. This is the winning team, the the best team league, averaging 152 points per game. Look at this right here. 124, 124, 121, 118, 117, 116. You see what that's you see what the numbers are telling me? This guy right here is only a matter of time before he comes back down nerd. Yep. Only a matter of time before he comes back down nerd. You're not gonna keep outscoring the league by 30 points. I think he's trying to build a cushion. Like I think we're getting to the point now. We'll kind of see who's in the race for because for those who don't know. The loser of this league either has to leave the league or pay half the dues for the winner. So I'm just trying to avoid paying someone's half of someone's dues next year. But it, like it's NFC, I'm not worried about that. Like we're really, really strong division. We are. Um, and I'm going to probably wait until like week six or seven or eight before I, I kind of want to start in my notes, start including a playoff tracker. Um, so we can start talking about playoff seed, and, and then in that, I'm going to do the the race for last place, which my man Tad is a firm lead on. Shout out to Kyle, who's back in here. He uh, want to give him his notice, Kyle. I did call out. You were able to get your first win in the Dynasty League, so there are no more winless teams. Uh, and we can also we were you we can I can also go back to the the win that I had over Gator J last week. Now putting me at five and zero. And I'm looking like a pretty formidable, a formidable team in our dynasty league. I'm looking like a pretty formidable team. I'm trying to find my way to this number one overall seed and go from there. Gator J, Kyle, Bam, Danny. One thing I did want to discuss probably immediately after our Super Bowl in our league is how we want to approach supplemental draft. And, and and that going forward because as a commissioner of a dynasty league i'm maybe not too familiar so would love a little insight from the league there but we can discuss that at a later time same danny anything else man i think we covered, we covered a lot this is a jam-packed show we did i will say for those of us watching or on the audio adventure again uh, our, our Gmail box is open to answer any and all questions that you may have about sports, life, dating, whatever you have. We probably have an answer for it. So shoot us an email at speakonapod14 at gmail.com. Again, that's speakonapod14 at gmail.com. Uh, please leave your name or unless you want to remain anonymous in your question. And we will answer that question on next week's yeah, show. We had a good one in, we had a good one in last week. Uh, yeah, we so did. We'll make sure- Make sure we check the inbox for episode, uh, what is this? 77 would be next week. Episode 77, we'll look to 
answer another one. Uh, I really enjoyed that one on episode 75 regarding greatness and appreciating it while we can. Um, if you guys are hearing this, make sure you're following us, uh, the, the pod on social media. That is speak on it underscore pod. Really appreciate you guys who are always showing up in the live stream, showing love here. If you're listening to the audio, as always, we appreciate. Make sure you holler at us on social media. We love uh, we love we love chatting about our takes. So if you got any thoughts about our takes, good or bad, holla at us. We'll be listening and looking. Yo, Danny, let the people know where to find you, man. Find me on the bird app, Danny Ocean Forty One. As D said, find us on Twitter and Instagram. Speak on an underscore pod. Speak on an underscore pod. D, what are we rolling out to? And where well, where can the people find you? And what are we rolling out to tonight? People, you already know, you can find me at Los D-Mix. That is L-O-S-D-E-L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X. Don't get it mistaken. We're going to get out of here to a record. To a record. Um, This is from that Quavo and Takeoff album. It's called, uh, the, the album is Only Built for Infinity Links. The song is Bars and the Captions. You gonna like this one. I think okay. Okay. Listen how to, listen, oh, now, not the not the outcast sample. Nah, come on. They kinda they they kinda body it though. Come on. Mm. Peace.